0: Recording. Alrighty, welcome to uh, Refining with Randos. Uh, I guess this is the second, second two. Awesome.
1: Yeah, your idea. So I feel bad that we stole it
0: from you. No, not at all. No, I'm. I just throw ideas out there. <laughs> I got a lot of them, so I don't know which ones are good.
2: You just lot let people pick and choose. <laughs> mm.
0: Exactly. Um, what do you, uh, what would you like to go through? Do you want to talk about the, the script that you posted?
1: Sure. Yeah. That'd be fun. Word. Yeah. I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. I, um, that's one I've had for a little while. Um, and I didn't think I could ever make it, but I recently reconnected with, uh, one of my filmmaker friends who like had the original idea and, Feel like I can finally ask her <laughs> again if I can like actually make it a thing. So I don't know. I'm interested to hear what people think about. I think
0: it, it would be. I could see. I don't know. I I like it a lot. Um, what's that? Sorry.
1: Well, I think it's skipping a little bit.
2: <laughs> we'll see if this works.
0: Oh no, you're frozen.
1: Am I unfrozen? Um,
0: I hear you, but I don't see you.
1: Oh, you don't see me.
0: Uh uh-uh. uh. your your face is frozen, but I can. Oh, there we oh. go. Okay. Hopefully, we're not. Coffee shop Wi-Fi.
1: <laughs> what are you gonna do? I have terrible Wi-Fi in my house, so. Sometimes Wi-Fi just sucks.
0: Dynamic duo going on then. All right. So, uh, how do you how do you like with your characters? Is that kind of where you start? Is that more of what you or because both the things you've shared so far, uh, the characters are very rich.
1: I'm definitely a character-driven writer, I think, and a very dialogue-heavy writer. <laughs> um, I love witty banter.
0: More. Um, yeah, that's why I wouldn't say it's dialogue-heavy, because you you do very well with it. Um, it's not clunky and like chunked.
1: Thanks, yeah. I think that's I, a
0: problem that I have. <laughs>
1: I try oh. to like concise it because yeah. I can be very long winded, but I do love the back and forth exchange of words and like wordplay and um, that sort of thing. So yeah. like Aaron Sorkin's my
0: <laughs> my legend and like yeah, watched, watched his masterclass.
1: Oh, you did? Okay, I haven't seen his masterclass or anything, but I did a crowdfunding video for my first short film. It's all right. That was like. Aaron Sorkin style. <laughs> we did a walk and talk. It was amazing, <laughs> but um, yeah.
2: So
1: I, <laughs> I, I like because I think so often there is truth in like showing instead of just telling with screenplays. But man, there's something to like the language of words and how they play with each other that I find really interesting. Um, so it, it really depends. So like my first. That first one, my graduate film postal, that came out of this idea of like it just must be really weird to work in the post office And then it sort of started with this um, like idea of what how do you encapsulate that moment where you're in a really crappy job that you don't really like and then you have that one day that makes you kind of realize, oh, this is not worth it. <laughs> Even though you already knew that, but like gets you out of that apathy. And so I tried to <laughs> yeah. capture that. And um it started with one sort of character and then kind of added other people into the mix. And then that one was sort of like, let's get the most absurd group of people trapped in a room together and let it play out. <laughs> so right in that one, I did a lot of like improv exercise in my head where I put all of these people in this room and gave them these like character choices okay. and thought, how would someone who was like that actually react to that person? And just let it, let the scenarios play in my head and then yeah. you know, hopefully get the best version of that out on a piece of paper. Um, so that's how that one sort of came together. The other one that I did, I actually was approached by someone else who um, I volunteered at the Phoenix Film Festival, and she worked there, and she was talking about how she had this idea for a film, an absurdist comedy, that was set in, or well, that was about quantum entanglement with a plant, and like this girl who gets emotionally quantum entangled with a plant.
0: You got jumbled in oh, there. Oh, did I get
1: jumbled? No. Okay. Idea
0: for a film. Idea oh. for a film. Yes.
1: Okay, so I went, I'll start from the beginning. <laughs> so I was volunteering at the Phoenix Film Festival. I met a girl there <laughs> who had this idea for a film about a girl who gets quantumly entangled emotionally with a houseplant. And sort of this absurdist comedy of like how that would play out and she liked the idea of you know incorporating mental health into that and sort of the way that you know the emotions in this plant like reacted to each other and how sometimes we don't know or as <laughs> like stressed out or messed up as we think we are and um, I kind of took it in the realm of like playing with this idea of boundaries and like creating rails and structures in your life help you help others more effectively so playing on that whole idea of like you can't really help anyone else until you first help yourself (laughs) and like get your life and
0: with yeah and how I also liked how it was like the the opposite as well of like how uh, even if you're not aware of it you can be affecting them you can be affecting those around you you know, even if you don't think you're doing it, or you're—that's it's—that's why it's so important to make sure that you are good. Is because, yeah. You well, and it's—it's
1: it's so easy, especially because I, I kind of designed that main character as sort of this ultimate helper type who never wants to um, disappoint anybody, and so she's bending over backwards to try to fit into these molds that she's told she's supposed to do, and do the right things. Um, But eventually, yeah, eventually to her demise. And yeah, that person who kind of pours out to others more than she ever does for herself. Um, And like, it manifests really, really powerfully in that relationship with the plant where she's trying to like water this thing and like get it back to life but it doesn't matter how many physical things she does to pour into it because she is physically worrying about this plant and not herself it is then deteriorating as she does um yeah so i always liked i don't know i thought it was interesting and then i recently looked at it again i was like oh Man, I actually do really like this. Um I wanna I wanna like pull the trigger, get something going with it, but I gotta finish my first film first. And there's probably a couple more drafts that I need to to go with it to really refine it. Because honestly, I love the pacing of it, but um it's a little long for short. It's a little long, so I gotta find a way to cut it down, but I also don't want to cut it down. <laughs> this one? Yeah, I would say, cause it's like, I would probably say it'll be around 10 minutes um, at final shooting time, but that's still pretty long for short. Like it's not bad, but something a little shorter works better
2: with festivals.
0: Right, that's, I've seen, my buddy did a, a trail running documentary and uh, it was amazing, but it was like 25 minutes long, and film festival. They wanted it in the festival, um, but when the, the showing happened, it was just like five minute, five minute, three minute, three, 25 minutes of you know this whole thing, and then like going back down. So that was a huge lesson he learned and that uh, i was able to glean some of <laughs>
1: yeah it's really hard yeah, for programming that. because you can either submit this you use this one 25-minute film that's really good or um give like a couple other films more you, you know get more films in one one sitting so yeah your your film has to be really exceptional um to be sort of in that yeah. 30 minute range and get play in festivals. Like it really has to be killer. Um,
0: Keep people engaged.
1: Mm -hmm. So yeah, I was talking, I know someone who used to run the film portion of South by Southwest and he was telling me you get a really good three minute short, you'll get into all the festivals. Just get a really tight three minute short and like you'll explode. Um, problem is I don't have a three minute story, I'm not that kind of uh, <laughs> yeah. not that kind of filmmaker <laughs> That's the long the
0: struggle for me as well
1: yeah, well, I can tell you you've got like twenty five pages of written stuff, which is insane, like I don't know how you do it because I sometimes feel like getting i have all these ideas, but getting it onto the page is just like oh, like squeezing water out of a rock it's. <laughs>
0: it's the worst <laughs> No that's that's what i use is just use my phone
2: oh really
0: it makes it as comfortable as possible for me i do almost all my, and then i finally i going format i'll go to my computer and open up final draft and mm-hmm. then like paste in like what i've been posting in the Discord, um, and then just break it all down into like its correct formatting, um, indentation, and stuff, and then back through it and then turn it into screenplay script language. Um, yeah, that's the, the process so far, which allows for me to just brainstorm and, and chisel away on ideas whenever they come to me. Yeah.
1: Just cool.
0: Yeah, Probably I've been. been
1: I've been using my 401 more recently in the last month, um, but not really for screenplay stuff. For other things like essays or um, working on other projects, and so just taking notes on my phone and writing that actually has been sort of uh, a new sort of turning point for me. But. I also do really good on trains, I think, because there's no Wi-Fi. There's not a lot of distractions. You're just stuck there, and it's like, you might as well write. So,
0: yeah.
1: you know, I do my best work on trains. That's what yeah. I've always said.
0: <laughs> yeah. Take, like, a cross-country trip and write a novel while you do it. Yeah,
1: write the great <laughs> American novel from a train, maybe. <laughs> do a train trip although i do really want to do like i'm trying to find a way to do like college tours hey that's uh <laughs> um i'm trying to do college tours for my documentary one because i think that would be cool um but two because i just want to see all the states <laughs> and that's an excuse to do that <laughs> um but uh you know maybe just take a instead. Sorry, Sorry, what was
0: that? Oh. I
2: think it's delayed. So like, uh. <laughs> Can you hear me? Oh. You still there, Caleb?
0: I am back. (laughs) Okay. Sorry.
1: No, it's okay. Um, Zoom is uh, testy. Quit out on me. (laughs) Sorry, what were you saying? I think you were delayed.
0: Uh, You were frozen um, in the middle of that.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I was just Um, saying. I want, I want to find a way to do like college tours with my documentary. Um,
0: so like uh, college screening tours.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. It's a very loose idea right now, but I have some connections with some professors that I made through making the film and I think it'd be a cool way to just get out there, promote it. Um, <laughs> I want to see the States. So, uh that would be like a cool thing too um but who knows uh i'm gonna, I'm gonna submit it to some festivals too, but um, you know you gotta you gotta find ways to find followings, and then yeah, I think we'll probably be able to get some type of distribution deal, but I'm still so new to all of that where i don't know exactly enough. what it is but I mean, I've seen some of the stuff that ends on Netflix, like I think
2: we can get on Netflix <laughs> <laughs> no. but yeah, but yeah, my
0: buddy's dad, um my buddy's dad did a documentary uh he produced it um a river below mm. um, it was on Netflix it won uh, Tribeca
2: oh nice So, did well
0: <laughs> um, last year um, but it's about it's it's an amazing documentary uh, but that's hopefully I can with the documentary hopefully I can uh, link up with him and see if he can give me some good pointers and how to go about it right and how not to ruin all of it yeah because
2: you said you had a
1: documentary you're working on or yeah okay
2: do you want to yeah
0: that's interesting yeah um i mean no it's fine it's a little (laughs) bit of a it's definitely a uh easy to feel a way about it um it's about missions oh a bit of mission work in my life, and like short-term stuff, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's it's taking a look at short-term and, and yeah, just kind of auditing. It's in a series of like Christian documentaries that I just want to audit different things that we've kind of just like accepted. Um, and different stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, to looking at short-term missions and long-term missions is the first one. One yeah. that's really, really been put on my heart. Uh, and just yeah. like if this is the way that we're supposed to be doing it, if this is actually helping people or actually hurting people. Um, yeah,
1: because short-term missions are generally actually not very helpful to communities, right? From what I've heard. Yeah,
0: yeah so there's a lot of it that is for the missionaries. Um, like when I did YWAM, uh I spent two months in Panama, and um, it was it was great. It was terrible, but it was great. Uh, I learned so many lessons. Uh, and this is where this kind of crisis was brought up. Of like, missions don't doesn't work here, uh, and so yeah, that that started it. But it's a uh, Yeah, it's an interesting, at first it was a little bit jaded. I was a little bit like, (laughs) this is what the documentary is going to be about. Um, but then, yeah, I just got to a better place. Um, and I just, I, I want it to be, uh, yeah. I wanted to build the kingdom up, not tear it down. Yeah. Um, So I'm trying to be careful with it and and very intentional with it. Um, but I still think it's necessary as well.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's good because I think a lot of people don't realize, because I've been on short term missions too. I went to Belize when I was like 18 and we did, and we just did like a BBS. So it wasn't like we were building houses or wells or anything, but like we did visit a couple orphanages and that was something that I saw. We would go to these orphanages in Belize and in Belize, you can't adopt kids from Mm -hmm. orphanages because at any time their parents can go back and say i want to have the kids so it's Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to actually have adoptions in orphanages and you've got these kids who are just seeing all these people cycle through but no one's there for more than a a day a week you know Mm -hmm. and there's just so much instability and yeah it definitely made me think A little bit about the way that we do the short-term missions and how it works, and um, I've been recently really interested in um, this charity called Charity Water. Have you heard about them?
0: Yeah, um, yeah,
1: yeah, and like, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, I listened to a podcast.
0: um, Well, not Charity Water. Maybe not Charity Water. Yeah, well, I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, I listened to a podcast with the the founder of Charity Water, um, Scott Harrison, and his story. First of all, his story is amazing. Like, you know, he's this uh, kid grew up in a Christian household, but his mom was really sick, and then all of a sudden, when he turned eighteen, he like went to like be a club promoter and started just living this like really crazy life and all of a sudden realized like i gotta get my life (laughs) and so he starts going on Uh. missions and um basically gets this this idea of like you know we could prevent so many diseases if we just had better water and kind of designed designed the um what is it designed the organization to be really transparent so that people who are sort of skeptical of charities could look and see every single dollar that you're putting into this is going directly to drilling wells and we hire people within the communities to do it and we send you pictures and they have like two different things where it's like this is like all the public donations go directly to buying wells and then we have other private family donations that go to the operation of the business and none of them cross and it was just really like, oh, like if there's a charity that you're gonna support like charity water is it and I'm just like whoa like I was just blown away and they yeah they just have a lot of beautiful stories about um, like people who've been inspired to
0: yeah I've seen yeah
2: yeah I've
0: I've seen that the CEO guy talked with yeah like, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk I think before
2: Oh
1: yeah. I think it's like yeah, but uh I thought it was Scott Harrison, but I could be wrong. Um but I think uh yeah, they do this thing where you like donate your birthday and I like I was so I don't do the like yep. raise Definitely. money stuff, but like I was so moved by it I'm like I have to, so I donated my birthday and so like I don't know. There's just that whole idea of short-term missions, I almost did when I was maybe 19, 20, uh, a mission where, you know, we go to Guatemala and dig a well or whatever, but that whole idea of keeping that within the community and just doing something else to create a better ecosystem for them just makes so much sense to me. And um, that's where it's hard because it is so well-intended and you're trying to go out and do things, but it's like,
0: but maybe there's
1: a better way to do this.
0: So with, yeah, with water specifically and well digging, um, there's, yeah, if you're not, if you're very like American about it, you're just like, yeah, we'll go over there, dig this well, and they'll have clean water, and that's, we fixed it. And then you go back a year later, and the well's broken, and no one used it anyways and no one knows how to fix it and they don't care because you didn't take the time to uh, to see if this is something that they oh okay first of all gathering water going and getting the water that they've always done that's a huge social thing yeah like one of the main social Things that they do, and so it's very habitual, and it's also cultural. Mm. Um, so you're denying that, and then you make it out of materials that they don't have there. They can't. They don't know anything about it. Um, so they couldn't fix it if they wanted to. And then you built it, so they don't. Know how it works. So there's a lot of things that the the American mind doesn't doesn't factor in if we're not. Caring, actually caring about it.
1: Yeah. I remember so I wanted to
0: be the savior.
1: Yeah, I remember Paul talking to you about some of the stuff with like the hygiene stuff of like teaching, you know, people who don't usually do like the American hygiene, like how to use soap and all of this stuff and kind of seems yeah. like weird snake snake oil salesman pitch and like, yep. yeah, I guess it kind of does and yeah, I think.
0: Yeah, you can't see the germs, but they're there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting. Because, like, there is a lot of truth. There's a lot of places where the water is just contaminated, and there, there's a lot of sickness coming through that. And
2: yeah.
1: the, the want to help people do that is amazing. But, yeah, when we come in and just do it and then walk away, there's there's not an ownership to that. Um yeah, I could totally see how that's not helpful for communities and just a lot of wasted time and money, but like you feel good, yeah. so good for you. <laughs> well
0: yeah. Or like Tom's is a is another perfect example of like mm-hmm. we <laughs> we're so uh we have such an audacity that like Well, obviously, they don't have shoe stores, you know, people don't make shoes there. So, you know, like giving everyone shoes wouldn't upset an economy or anything like that. Like, I don't know, there's there's just different things that we're like, yeah, we'll just give them all this stuff because they don't have any of it. Hmm. Like, well, no, certain people don't have it. But, you know, when when everyone I don't know, there's just those things, the unforeseeable consequences.
2: Yeah, ripple effects.
0: Um,
1: that's interesting yeah
0: yeah it's just interesting how a big a big uh, an example for like a lot of my approach to this is um, like for so long we've we've had this uh, mentality of like reaching down like here let me help you like let me help you pull you up um, to when it's supposed to be like coming alongside how can I help you you know Mm -hmm. uh, like what can I do to help you do it instead of like here let me do it for you let me let me save you and pick you up to you know Mm. and it's it's a subtle difference I guess but it's profoundly different um, when it's acted out yeah it's almost taking
1: away the agency from people as if they don't have what it takes to to come alongside and and help that it's almost like oh no no it's okay we got it <laughs> which is i think doesn't yeah it doesn't really talk about the resilience of people
2: okay. can you hear me
0: I can oh.
1: hear you now. Okay. Yeah. I was skipping a little bit. <laughs> so
0: it takes away, takes away the agency.
1: Um, yeah. It just takes away some of the agency of people and realizing, Hey, maybe they're more resilient than we think. And it's instead of like, you know, here, here's the tools. I, I, yeah, it's such a hard thing. Cause how do you, how do you help someone while also letting them help themselves as well? Cause to just like baby someone and go, Oh no, no, I got it. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Like that's not helping anybody um and a lot of people probably don't want that kind
0: of help yeah yeah it's not it's not simple i mean it's a similar thing to like like, oh you skipped a simple fix um oh sorry like with uh with the homeless crisis though it's it's Mm -hmm. not a, a quick fix it's not a simple situation uh there's a ton of different factors playing in it. There's a ton of nuance. There's a ton of you have to to really study this stuff and really think deeply about it all, and think and and uh, scale it, as yeah. as Paul would say. You know, uh, I love yeah. that's probably my favorite one. Um, yeah, because it's it's not. I don't know.
2: Yeah, we have good no.
0: ideas, but we have to. Yeah, it's just like a kid. You can't, you can't just do everything for your kid. You got to be able become a, you know, a little prince or princess that, that um, Or they just don't know how to do anything. Even if they don't become spoiled, they become wholly reliant.
1: Um, yeah, entitled.
2: I think entitled.
0: some of this mentality stems from the government. It Stems from the. But I mean, I got some political views, but uh a lot of it stems from yeah, just the, like right. <laughs> yeah, well, adjacent to that or a little lower than that. But yeah,
1: the libertarian adjacent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I don't know exactly what I am, but oh, nobody uh, does.
1: That's the, the honest truth. Nobody knows who they are. We yeah. think we
0: somewhere on the lower spectrum the compass though. But, um, yeah, we, you know, we'd rather just give the government some money and then they do it. You know, that's kind of the, the mentality that's ingrained in us over the past decades. It's like, well, we just, yeah, we pay our taxes and you know, with that money, they go into the good. So I'm doing the good.
1: Yeah. There's this, uh, yeah, there's this utopia mentality of creating a government structure. That's going to take care of everybody. And it becomes sort of a God in that sense of like, yeah. we rely on the government and they're going to make everything happy and great. And, um, it doesn't really work that way. It rarely works well. that way. And, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I like, cause with my film, with the tipping, we're, we're kind of getting into a little bit of that because a lot of this is stemming from minimum wage laws and certain bylaws that are being written in that make it hard for restaurants to pay kitchen employees a fair wage. And then there's a lot of liability on where tips can go and how all well that works. And so it, it creates these ripple effects for small businesses where all the laws are very well intended to try and help okay. the lowest paid worker. But when you start to look at it in practice, it's not really helping the people it intends to help and in fact creates a lot of chaos within the economic system for small businesses and for consumers. And yeah, wage yeah. compression is a real genuine concern and technology increases or Making jobs, especially for lower end workers that aren't very high skilled, um, more scarce.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: and yeah, we're getting more jobs in probably technology, but that's not where those jobs are going. They're going somewhere else, and and yeah, one of the economists who I talked to, um, Jonathan Meary, he's from Texas A and M, and he was saying that
0: who you really
1: see these minimum wage laws hurting are usually Uh, low-income, at-risk youth who have maybe, you know, made some bad choices, gotten something on their record, and now are kind of raising the bar of entry for them, where they're losing that choice of changing changing their life because they're having harder trouble getting in. Um, And, like, if we're really talking about helping the most disadvantaged in our society. Like that is like a big issue because you know, you get stuck in that system and you get caught up in, you know, the gangs and, and drug trade or whatever and you don't feel like there is a place to get out because even the lowest end job you can't get in. It's really I don't know, I find it really upsetting and concerning. <laughs> um but you just you sound uncaring to say oh 15 a weight minimum wage is not going to help like it's it's that hard balance where you want to sound sympathetic like that's that's where we're at where you want to sound sympathetic instead of actually being practical and saying hey just because this sounds really nice and pretty doesn't mean it's actually helping and like that pragmatism is missing especially in millennial generation
0: yeah. Big time. Yeah. Totally. freak That's
1: <laughs> why so I want to go to the colleges. and want to like, you know, shake, shake yeah. some boxes, break some categories.
0: <laughs> totally. but Totally.
1: Yeah. That's the, that's the trickster in me where I'm like, should we think about this? Like, <laughs> and it's like rethinking and like, I, I tend to turn, I always play the devil's advocate and turning everything upside down on its head. Um, I'm like really trying to get to the core of it. Yeah. Like I'm very opinionated too. So like I got my opinions, I'll stand by them to the grave. But <laughs> like um there's this middle ground where like there's so much divisiveness, and how do we get to the place where you can stand really strongly for your opinion and like the way that you see the world but coming together to start a conversation? That's that's sort of the thing that I want to do with everything I do Um. but I, I don't know that's why I kind of like that documentary that you're working on because I think there is so many issues in the church that we hold this gospel truth like this is helpful this is what you should be doing do this good yet we really haven't thought through it all and thought Maybe, maybe there's a better way to do this and like be the hands and feet of Jesus, if you will.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely. That's. uh... Yeah. That. (laughs) Also, the the document. My note that has like the. It's called the um. The audit of discipleship series. There's like eight or ten of them right now. And it goes through like missions or evangelizing, you know, that kind of stuff. And then like mm-hmm. politics. Um, which I have a lot to say, obviously, <laughs> with that. Um art. Um in one sense like uh like a lot of people hate on like lacrae. Um I love lacrae. Like a lot of people <laughs> hate lacrae. Um whether whether you know, you go one way or the other. Uh, <laughs> if you go like on YouTube or anything and look up like, Lecrae sold his soul. Like it's it's crazy. Lecrae
1: sold his soul.
0: Sold his soul, or the Lecrae worships the devil. I go in on any Christian musician, which I, yeah, that's a whole thing. Oh um, uh,
1: yeah we're like that
0: is that is trying to reach this other people um, instead of trying to minister to the the body they're trying to reach out and and people just can't so yeah there's one on that and then on like uh, worship music contemporary that whole uh, yeah, it's it's that some of them I have opinions on, and some of them like, I just want to get to the bottom of it. I want to find out if this is good, if this is bad, if we've missed the mark, or yeah, um,
1: the deep rabbit hole.
0: <laughs> yeah, a couple of them. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard yeah, about that,
1: the John Chris stuff?
0: Yeah. Um, I I've. He was on the tour that I worked on, so I worked on a Christian, contemporary Christian music tour. Oh, so you like know him? I am, not not super know him.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: We rode on the same bus every Wednesday back to Atlanta from the tour, or every. Did he offer
1: you a bottle of raspberry
2: vodka?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, it. I mean, yeah, I. That was a definitely surprised I haven't I haven't looked at it much um, oh. I've only been told about it um, so I don't know like what you know how like is it I don't know we don't really have to talk about it but I, I don't know if it's like a legal thing or if it's just a church thing um, like a morality thing or like an actual like um,
1: yeah I don't think anybody's pressing charges you know what I can
0: case of See. what we've been seeing lately more.
1: yeah yeah it doesn't seem like anybody yeah. um like has any lawsuits i think there's just some questionable behavior um well definitely and he's he's coughing to it it's not like he's backing down yeah. from it but there's been a lot of stuff Word. where um certain leaders knew certain things and didn't really say anything and mm. um you know just sort of that. It, it comes to that question of, you know, it's not like John Chris is just calling himself a Christian and he's a comedian. He is the Christian comedian, like man like that train. Um, <laughs> um,
0: yeah. um
1: and so yeah, I think So
0: he yeah. Like I, he's I don't a know I, dude yeah, in like
2: that he, regard. Yeah. But
0: he's a real I guy. He's he's You know, I have crisis of faith and, and, and and seeking to figure things out. Um, and so is he, like, he's not some, that's the thing, like with the, the Christian, this, the Christian, that, the Christian artist, the Christian comedian, you know, it's, um, it can, yeah, it can put people on a, a place that. You, it's we mess up, you know. Uh, we do yeah. terrible things, and we just yeah. aren't in this realm. We aren't in this spotlighted area. Um, yeah. So, with like a Christian musician, it it can be interpreted as like equivalent to a pastor. You know, like he. Sh- I'm not saying that John shouldn't have known better. Obviously, he should have known better. There's basic things. <laughs> But we're expecting regular people to uh, be, you know, saints. Um, And I don't mean that as like a cop-out at all. I mean like legitimately like we expect them to be like have all of the answers and have it figured out. That's a big thing with the the tour was they're just regular people. Like that's a super cliche. Um, But that that was like a... Yeah, but like they, like with my music stuff, it was a a, a big encouragement. Um, I mean, there's there's still the whole half of like, you have to be good, you have to have aptitude. So we'll see about that. But on the other half, it's doable. Um, these people are normal. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I used to always think that they were a, a cut above kind of thing. It's like, no, they're, they're literally just you and me. Some of them yeah. are pretty cool and some of them some stuff.
2: Yeah, and he was...
0: They're all pretty normal people.
1: Yeah, and he's been, like, yeah, responding that, to it, um, kind of <laughs> saying, like, he has sex addiction and, like, is trying to get help and people have known and so... A lot of those
0: kind of things going on lately, like, with Kanye and stuff that I... I second guess talking about.
1: You second guess talking about Kanye?
0: (laughs) Or just different yeah because I don't know it's I don't know how helpful it is.
2: Yeah I mean I think
1: it's something that needs to be talked about. I think too often we drop the hammer really hard like I'm not here to say one way or the other how these church leaders handled John Chris. I think it was a difficult situation. I think He's. Yeah. it sounded like he definitely abused his status in the christian community to make inappropriate moves on women um and you know that's that's a thing that needs to be talked about and at at the very least yeah. he is yeah, yeah. saying he is trying to get help I, again i think sometimes within Protestant, Christian, Western culture, it's really easy to say, I'm so sorry, I'm gonna get help, I'm a sinner, and use that as a shield to kind of just propagate whatever evil you might do. Um, but I'm yeah. not here to talk about the sincerity of Don Chris. I don't know. I think his comedy fills a niche. I've never thought he was incredibly groundbreaking. I thought he,
2: you know,
0: he's one of those things you watch it once and then you watch it again. And
2: you're like, okay. <laughs> he's he's a lot
0: funnier in person. He, I'm sure. He's a roaster.
2: He's a roaster. Tour, you had to be.
0: You, I probably didn't have to be, but yeah. But you'd you'd kind of have to like make sure that you didn't slip up backstage or like any time you know when the shows weren't going on because you might find yourself. uh in his material or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of um,
1: funny. Um, yeah, but like the Kanye thing is interesting to me because I think Kanye, you know, he's got the Jesus Walk song. He's always sort of claimed God in the way that I think a lot of rappers do. Um, yeah. But like, I don't know. You, I've watched some interviews. I haven't been too into it. Like, I've always sort of found Kanye interesting, at the very least. And, like, I like some of his music, you um, know, like, it's not always the cleanest, <laughs> especially his old stuff. But, um, yeah. you know, I always thought he was, like, talented in his field. Um, it was just so hard because he's sort of showboaty, like, <laughs> to the extreme. Like, um, well, I saw that thing that he did with John Corden, that um, carpool karaoke. And, like, can sit and I hear him, and I'm kind of like, It doesn't sound like a total out of blue thing. I think some of the things he says are a little like, like, okay, but whatever. He's a new Christian. And I saw something about um, keeping up with the Kardashians. like him on keeping up with the Kardashians and him kind of talking about Kim and the way she dresses and feeling uncomfortable about that now and like, there's something to me that doesn't feel totally staged. Now, to say that Kanye is going to be this, like, upright Christian the rest of his life, I doubt that. Like, it's Kanye. It's a tough field to be in uh, <laughs> entertainment, especially R&D. But, like, there does seem to be something different to me than um, than just this, like, come to Jesus for... Publicity, but I don't know who's to say. It's not my place,
2: really.
0: Yeah, with he's just I've I've been amused uh, (laughs) with the discord, and and not just with the discord, but with just how everyone talking about it. Um, Because I two years ago, yeah. Two years ago, uh, I don't know if you saw, I posted the the lyrics to it in the writing prompts for like last week or two weeks ago. Um, But I wrote a song, so Kanye is a very uh, reluctant inspiration of mine. (laughs) Um, Easy. (laughs) (laughs) Not so. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy uh, changed my life, for sure. Um, But it wasn't like a, I didn't just change my life. Like, no, it, it, it showed me that a lot of things that I had dreamed of doing were possible. Um, That you could do rap this way, that you could tie in film to your music and and not just music videos but this because he had he made like a full 30 something on minute uh music movie basically mm. short film um and it 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 that was like one of the yeah that changed a lot of stuff in me um and different things that he's done uh we're We're similar, and I think that's a big why I say reluctant is because you kind of hate people that you see yourself in, you know what I mean yeah. like if they're slipping up and like you also slip up in that way, you get really ticked off at it. Uh, yeah, I held him up pretty high with his lyrical ability and and his artistry and and whatnot and then like 2 years ago everything kind of hit the fan and he super fell off um and just uh yeah had a ton of problems then I started writing a song that was like you know basically just telling him to to, to figure it out to sortin' stuff out you know uh Funny. and yeah and and um pulled a similar song around that time as well um, that uh, had a similar similar that was where i was going with the song at first was the same kind of thing that cole was saying of like don't don't pedestal these people you know like you just can't pedestal these people and then like halfway through writing the song it just a lot of times with writing songs uh i'll think i'm writing something to someone Else, you know, like a rebuke or something like that. And then like, right the halfway face. through it, it becomes very clear that it's me writing to me. Um very, very clear. Time and time again. I learned so much from my own writing in that way, and not like a I'm such a good writer, like not like <laughs> it's just that that basement comes up, I guess. Uh Yeah, so then the the second half of the song is like a character who plays, he's in a lot of different songs um, in the narrative of Khalid, but uh, he comes in and is just like, dude, you're dumb. Uh, You're the same, you just don't have this, and it's kind of what we were talking about a little bit ago, like you just don't have this spotlight on you. Um, Like you have the same freaking mental problems you're you know you have the same point in your eye Uh and you're gonna you're gonna like I hope that this happens to you in the future like I hope you get put on blast this big because of you know me saying this and I'm just like yeah okay that's true <laughs> learn my lesson from that that's um, good learn it now <laughs> yeah so it's interesting having gone through that to then two years later um Everyone, you know, getting all yeah. going about all this stuff. It's uh, like I get it. I totally get it. And and there's some root in it. Like you were saying, there's there's some discussion that needs to be had. There's there's also a level of like romanticism and yeah, like gossip. Um, that's it's very subtle. It's not. It's you know. It's it's. Cloaked in constructive conversation, but uh, like no one knows me, you know. If if I got something happened, and they're like, "Oh, this is why he did this," like you don't know, you know, at all.
2: (laughs) Well, that's that's the thing.
1: It's so interesting. Like, and it's interesting hearing Jonathan Fichot talk about you know, Kanye embodying like the holy Fool and that sort of thing where yeah. it's really easy to take your worst case scenario, blow it up, just the the worst place you're at and then come to conclusions about someone's whole life from one little snapshot where uh-huh. you have no idea what could be playing and all of these things. And, um, yeah, there's, uh, there's definitely definitely some truth in suspending your judgment in in some of these things because you know judge lest you be judged you know like it comes back at you it more, freaks me
2: you know? out <laughs> so
1: like there's a there's a fundamental truth in that
2: statement and uh, yeah I think life is a lot trickier than we imagine. Um,
1: <laughs> but we like to put it in our boxes. We like to put it in our categories, and totally. you know, you need that the is. Kanye West of the world to break them. <laughs> you know, you got you got Esther yeah. O'Reilly jamming to <laughs> Kanye's
2: gospel <laughs> album. Like, the worlds are changing. People, minds are being blown. That's <laughs> <Well>, uh, <laughs> true. Very true. And it's pretty sound as well. anyways that went like all over the place yeah for real um, that was fun, though the last talk
0: did What's yeah
1: that? yeah. it was fun though like it was yeah. interesting it all sort of naturally flowed but yeah i definitely want to hear more about this documentary stuff and um yeah i'm sure we'll i'm sure we'll do another nice refining with randos
0: yeah for real my new favorite so segment
2: um cool so, it's,
0: it's, it's about time
1: about time yeah come on jeff what have you been doing us
0: writers got into it
1: <laughs> all right um any last words before i stop recording
0: um all I, of you are well, just, and we love you
2: you
1: skipped what did you say <laughs>
0: <laughs> i said all you people watching are beautiful and we love you
2: oh. Yes. Beautiful message. All right. I'm going to (laughs) stop.